this is the Perry Paysan Podcast. Today you'll hear my interview with Guillaume Mignard, co-founder of Le Grange au Savoir-Faire, a cooking and life skills school in Vallière-la-Grande in the Loire-et-Cher region of France. I spoke with Guillaume about why real-life cooking classes are better than YouTube and how food can make us feel empowered. And I'm excited to share his thoughts with you. Here's my conversation with Guillaume. Guillaume Mignard at the Grange au Savoir-Faire, and we've been talking a little bit about the history behind this project, and I'm excited to share with the listeners um, your adventures here and how you found the Loire Cher and how you started this project, the Grange au Savoir-Faire. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about where the idea came from, and then we'll get into more detail about what you do here. Great. Uh, La Grande au Savoir-Faire uh, is, uh, before all, a place uh, we wanted to, to build a uh, Um, a place where we could at the same time live because we're not from here originally so we wanted to find um, uh, a place where uh, me, my wife and our four daughters could be happy uh, and, uh, and, and grow up here and at the same time be a place where we could build Lagrange which aims at being a meeting point between uh, craftsmen uh, and, and people who want to learn how to take control of what they eat what, uh, what they produce by producing themselves most of uh, what they eat every day the idea is to make the meats Um, learn um, how to bake bread with a baker, to brew your own beer with a brewer, and so on. So, so the whole the whole point what was here. So, Lagrange basically is a. Um I say an adventure, maybe. Uh, we opened like uh, two years ago, it was in 2016, uh, in Vallière des Grandes, a very small city between uh, between Blois and Tours, and not too far from Montrichard. And um, actually, yeah, the, 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 it's it's uh, uh, the the birth of a place that was conceived in many many places beforehand. Um, we are originally um, um, passionate amateur cookers, Julie and I, and we've been experimenting a lot of things uh, at home, uh, producing our own jams, um, uh, bread, uh, viennoiserie, but pretty poorly, I must say. But we did not have any, any high expectations, so the point was more to understand the process of baking yourself and discovering that you can actually produce a lot of things yourself. It's not a matter of time, it's not a matter of cost, it's a matter of know-how, mostly. And uh, we have, have had the luck to, to travel a lot uh, the last few years, and uh, I would say there are two major influences that led to Lagrange. One is uh, Italy, clearly, with um, the whole agriturismo movement, where a lot of farms in Italy have been sponsored by the government to become also um, a bed and breakfast and to, to welcome tourists. So you can find in Italy a lot of farms who are still farms, but at the same time have some very simple or very um, very impressive actually, rooms, depending on your budget and your, what you want to do. And you can, you can spend time there, of course, as a tourist, but spend time with the farmer, whatever his job is or her job is, and to discover with him or her what he's doing. And we, we love these moments. Uh, going from farm to farm with our kids and uh, showing uh, showing them what it is to be a farmer in Italy, um, and this is this was really and this still is a great a great experience when you have the luck to to move there. And the other the other part is clearly um, a place in England called River Cottage. 
River Cottage is a, is a place that was created by Hugh Finley Whittingstall, sorry for the accent, who, who is a, a very famous British chef and who made a, a retour à la terre by opening a farm in Devon. And his idea basically was exactly ours, um, uh, empowering people, uh, help them to uh, take control by understanding what they produce, by teaching them basically cooking, but afterwards baking, um, 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 producing their own um, uh, sausages, beers, alcohol, and so on, uh, because they can produce alcohol in England. Um, uh, and, and, and this was a huge success, actually, and, and now it has become so big that we cannot really rely on this, because it's something that maybe has totally changed his uh, original, original uh, goal. But still, um, still the, the idea was great. So when we put all this in the shaker, say, okay, what, what do we want to do? Uh, we want to help people build an alternative to major distribution processes as a grand distribution and so on, to give them the, the tools and the strengths to say, okay, I can do it. I can do it, but uh, where will I learn it? On YouTube? On books? Yeah, well, why not? But it's not enough. Uh, when, you, when you reach a special point, there is, when it comes to, 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 to a moment where you need, you need, you need to see, you need to feel, you need to, 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 to see how the dough Uh, grows to see how how the the game changes and so on. So we have to to pass through a physical moment, and Lagrange has to be this place. Right. I think you know if some if someone's looking at some watching a video on YouTube, you're more of a spectator. It's almost like watching you're watching very passively in a way. And here you're giving people access to that process, a physical connection, and also a savoir-faire. You're leaving not just like with a loaf of bread you made, but also the knowledge of how to do that and and really being able to see the process of where this where bread comes from and how it's made. So in order to do so, you need to find a good network of different artisans, different craftspeople that can not only share this knowledge, but do it in a way that's maybe translatable to people who aren't from that métier, from that profession. How did you come to form this sort of team of artisans that are the people who are sharing their savoir-faire with people who come to the Grange? Actually, that's a very important point because uh, there are two things in your questions. Uh, the first thing is actually, yes, the, the, the fact that you're not here to learn a recipe, but you're here to learn know-how, uh, knowledge, and to, to, to be able... If you're not able to reproduce it at home when you live here, it, it's, we, we failed. So it's not a masterclass. Uh, the, the lessons happen in our kitchen because we want to keep uh, things simple, just the same tools that you can find at home. Because if not, you, you, you spend a month of time here, but you will stay a one-time one moment. And if you want people to, to be able to reproduce it at home, you have to learn it with the normal tools, classic tools. About the, the craft people, uh, that's, that's something that's, um, that comes often on the table because a lot of people think um, that uh, those craft people don't want to, to spoil their secrets by sharing it with everyone. Uh, it's a total mistake. We, we had those kind of answers actually from from people here. So okay, but if I if I if I give my secrets, I'm going to build my competitors. No, that's not true. Definitely not, because we're not promising people to come here that become that we can that become baker in a day, brewer in a day. As we're not uh, making professionals here. We are we're making better customers. And I think when you are when you are when you're a baker. Um, opening the secrets, all those know-hows, on those tools with your clients, or maybe not your clients, 
is a way to build a stronger relationship and to build uh, people who are more advised tomorrow to be uh, to be challenging and to produce. Uh, we produce a lot of bread here at home, but I still I still love to buy my bread on the market on the weekend. So it's really not a question of um, of um, of destroying the markets of vitamin and and all the all the craft people we've um, we've uh, engaged with are totally in line with this. Uh, you're not craft man or craft woman by chance uh, because you, you have passion, because you love what you do, and um, often you're quite frustrated to, that you don't have enough time to spend with your customers and your, your community around here. So we give them the opportunity to spend time with them, and, and they love it, actually. And um, uh, an example I would take is Pascal, who's a... Who's a, a the butcher and he takes special days on the weekends to, 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 to come here he does not need the money he gets from here definitely not but he loves spending time here with people he's so passionate when he talks about his, his, his species the, 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 the porks he raises and so on he's, he's really a man of passion as are most of the craft people working here so um, I say almost all the, the people we've been engaging with have been extremely enthusiastic mm. about oh yes that's what I wanted to do I don't have time, I don't have the place, I don't, have, I don't know how to do it. And so we have, we, each of them, we had um, uh, some time, we spent a lot of time in the beginning to help them um, build, build a lesson, because they know a lot of things, but knowing things and, and, and teaching things are not the same thing. Totally, that's completely true, and I think that's an important aspect of what you provide here is also being able to not only give the opportunity for for students to come and learn something, but also the opportunity for someone who's passionate about their craft to share it. And I think just to respond to the point you were saying about anticipating some sort of hesitation that a baker wouldn't want to teach someone to bake bread because they would give away their secret. I think anyone who's passionate about what they do knows that by empowering someone else, they're going to find their own version of that passion and make their own thing, which is super exciting you can learn how to make bread and then go home with that and have fun with it and do and have your own adventures. Have you had feedback from people who have come and taken the classes and, and how that's kind of changed their relationship with food? Yes, actually, we, we really ask our, our, our customers, our, our clients, our stagiaires to, to share with us what they do because a lot of them have questions afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so we, we answer a lot of questions, but also we have a lot of, uh, of people who, who testify with testimony. Yeah, you can uh, testimony. You can yeah. testimony. I'm pretty jealous I must say of some of them because they make amazing breads <laughs> after a few citations and you got some pictures that are wow really when we receive those pictures it's something really something because once again we, we give them the basic recipe the, 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 the chemistry that's behind everything we're eating so when you've as soon as you've understood that and you've adapted it to your own kitchen product, product you can build whatever you want you can fail <clears throat> you can succeed as well so you can we encourage them to try what, what, what's the risk the worst thing will be will be great, okay, but you will know how and we'll know why it didn't work as as planned. So we have a lot of feedbacks. Uh, we have actually uh, two two former students who are now um, are preparing a diploma to become uh, testi- uh, certified bakers and brewers as well. So it was we did not let them into it, but I think it was the first step of maybe something was deeper. But most of our of our students w- won't uh, change life forever. Mm-hmm. It's just um, uh, being able to do some croissant in, in Sunday morning for your wife and kids, being able to brew your beer with some friends mm-hmm. uh, once. 
twice a year, being able to prepare your pancetta or, or, or smoked ham uh, at home is something that really changes your relationship, gives you strength, gives you, give you confidence about, okay, I can do it, I can, I can leave people, people love you, come back again, alone or, or with, uh, with, uh, with friends and family and so on. So yes, I wouldn't say that changed their life, but I love to think that maybe we contributed to change the way they consider the food, and, and that's really something. That is really something. You've mentioned bread, I know, and beer, I know, but I know there's a, a wide variety of different classes that you offer. But what are some that are frequent classes that are given if someone wants to give, get an idea of, of the offerings that you can find at La Conche? Okay, so here we have some, some, some bread making. Uh, we have two classes, sourdough, which is something you have to master, and more classic on, with, uh, with yeast. So you can produce, um, um, of course, bread, but also croissant, viennoiserie, brioche, pizza, focaccia, and so on. Uh, and a lot of other things that you might discover here. We have some classes about, about beer, about game, about uh, butchery. We have three different classes in butchery about uh, uh, fumaison, so how to, to smoke things, how about terrine, rillette, and pâté, all the other things you can, you can cover. And also about uh, saucisse and so on. We have a two-day pork making, so we start with the pork and you live with all the, all the butcher pieces. We have a called the, what we call the coyette and cuisine sauvage, and we have a net botanists uh, working here that uh, so you go in the morning and in the woods around here and then learn how to recognize plants what you can eat what you cannot eat gather a lot of things then come back like on and cook them and learn how to integrate them into your daily um, daily cuisine uh, we have a lot of things for families and for kids as well uh, we have uh, one about conservation um, a different kind of uh, pasteurization apertisation uh, conservo naturel all the way you can keep your vegetables, meat, whatever, uh, all year long. And so uh, uh, opening all different techniques. One about fresh pasta. Things about, um, what am I forgetting? I think, yeah, we have about chocolate, making your own chocolate from bean to bar. And many of the new things opening up. Can people come and, and plan on spending a weekend in the region? Or how I'm thinking people want to come from Paris or different parts of France to come and have this experience and spend a day here and maybe uh, take advantage of staying over. How do you, can you welcome people from, from all over? Yes, a lot of our, of our students actually come from uh, outside the region, I say um, half and half. Half come, uh, do, do go, go back the same day, and the other half come from Paris, from North, from Sud-West, whatever in France, even, even uh, outside France actually. And um, so yeah, m most of them uh, spend uh, two or three days here. It's the occasion to, to, to come to the Loire Valley, it's like two hours driving from Paris, so it's really not far. And, uh, and spend some day in Chamonceau, in the in Festival des Jardins de Chaumont-sur-Loire, or in Chambord, a lot of things. Uh, we organize also on-demand classes. Uh, usually you had a family came here and uh, they wanted to do something about wine. We do not produce wine, we cannot produce wine in a day. <laughs> and we're also doing a zero-waste class. So we build a zero-waste class for them, be in the market in the morning. They prepared everything they had bought in the morning and they prepared um, a dinner to go with them and they've been to a vigneron in the region that make natural wine and they made the degustation and wine tasting at this place while eating with their preferred in the day. So we have a lot of experiences like this. That's amazing. So if someone has an idea in their head about an experience they'd like to have, you can try to respond to that by creating it? Yeah, of course. We, we love it. Really. Uh, as soon as you are, we, have a, we have comprehensive groups, um, they come by family or group of friends, we love to build some uh, tailor-made experiences for them. Uh, it's, it's really, the thing is, as long as um, the philosophy is uh, to, to empower people and give them all the tools they have to the need to, to produce uh, whatever they eat at home. But the thing is, is more, more and more after two years now, 
now uh, we discovered that the question is not only uh, learning but also the time you spend here um, uh, I, I don't remember one um, one class where people did not leave with an amazing smile on their face with amazing uh, encounters they made here with us of course but with the craftsmen with all the uh, other students as well and people come here from different ages different generations different regions different um, expectations as well because we have really some people who are really into uh, autonomy in, into the food uh, but also just on the other side people who just want to learn things for fun and and those two categories mix and those different ages mix always fantastically when you in the morning in in, in uh, at lunchtime we share what we produce in the morning all together in the in the potager is always amazing moments so it's it's more it's more and more about the time uh, the experience not is is a is a is a marketing world but Uh, the time you spend here, the time you take for yourself with others. So it's more about sharing than learning. So, of course, we would love to, to build some uh, tailor-made experiences because as long as people uh, come here with a purpose, we, we, we love to, to help them uh, achieving it. Well, and again, another thing that you don't get from watching a YouTube video is that experience <laughs> of sharing with other people, community, and, and tasting something that you made yourself, that sense of pride, I think, and empowerment that goes with it. Uh, so in my last episode, I spoke with a common acquaintance of ours, Ava, um, who gives classes here as well. She gives the veggie and sexy class um, about new life in the countryside and creating new um, a, a new economy in the countryside as well. So here we're in Vallière-le-Grande. Uh, which is a small village, and we were talking earlier about how um, things are shutting down and how we need to have people who are kind of taking over and giving new life to this community. How do you see that happening just in your in your personal life and in your little corner of the countryside? Actually, uh, <clears throat> there are very different. Uh, each village has gone has his, its own uh, constraint and perspectives, its own opportunities and, uh, and fields of uh, possibilities, but. Um, which is really exciting you now when you when you think of on these small scales that uh, when you do something you can measure its benefits or its its failures mm -hmm. uh, and uh, in a small village we we just like a few families who are pretty involved a lot of very involved in this uh, rural militantism and, um, and 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 you can see that when you you, you do something you can change you can really change the face of the village itself with like 900 inhabitants in the village uh, we're like 10 meters away from a medium city so it's, it's not it's not very rural in, 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 the, in, the, in the deep meaning but still it's a small community and for example the, 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 the cafe restaurant in the village is about to shut down because the two people uh, the couple who runs it is, is about to, to retire and they cannot find any people to take the place afterwards and it's Almost the only um, the only commerce uh, commercial place in, in the village, and we just um, uh, we could not imagine imagine that the cafe restaurant closing. Uh, we don't go here very often, but knowing it, it's it's still it, it's there, it makes it creates something in the village. And, and just uh, we build an association here with um, uh, six or seven people, and we're about to uh, to to take. Uh, to take over uh, the, the, the place and to run it as an associational place and to build, uh, to keep the restaurant open by hiring uh, a cook there and, and um, making a, a role of a between us to be, uh, to helping help, help him or her uh, to, to run the place in the future. So uh, in, in, when, you, when you think in small scales, you can, uh, you can really impact 
impact what's going on. So um, it's just a question of energy, a question of, of uh, working together. And um, even if uh, on those villages, we're not, we're not here from originally from from place, but when you when you propose something, people will follow. Even uh, elder people in in the village who were at the beginning a bit cautious about this idea, it's not really classical, but. When you do something and when you when you when you offer them to 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 get involved into it, um, most of them will follow you, and that's really something exciting. Yeah, and gives people a sense of ownership as well and pride because they're involved in the project, they're cooperating, they're in this cooperative sort of model that makes that that gives everyone a, a role of responsibility. And I think that's really rewarding. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, and, and I'm sure it uh, it creates a dynamic into the village, into the territory itself, and that's all the thing about Lagrange. Lagrange is is a, is a place of sharing, but it's also a network of of craft people around here, a network of chambreau to welcome people here, network of people in the village to take advantage of it. So, uh, very humbly, uh, because we, we want to stay humble, it, it has an impact. Minor, but still, and it creates something. And it's 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 part of something that that is changing around here. So this is such an exciting place with so much energy, and I think it's so interesting that you have this zero waste class. Is that something that you want to to develop, or are there other aspects of DIY that you're that you're looking to develop? Yeah, the, the idea is not the worst thing. <laughs> Ideas are really to have. Uh, we, we of course have many more plans in head. Uh, we have two kind of things. We have some some uh, knowledge that we don't we're not able to transmit here because we didn't find yet the right person. We we're very poor in cheese, for example. Uh, but uh, finding someone who has time to is really, really complicated. Uh, we love to extend um, this uh, DIY strategy to all the things, all the things that you can do yourself at home, apart from only eating. But uh, produce, the product is still young, two years only. So I'm, I'm sure in the, in the future we might uh, find some new new relationship, new people, new energies to to enlarge what we produce here, what you what we offer here, and um, one one. One more thing, we just started now, we are in our kitchen, so we renewed our own kitchen. The idea is to move the place just in the old barn in front of the place here to have a, something which is more convenient for, for groups. We only have small groups here, we only like five and ten people at the maximum. We, want, we don't want to get higher than that because we're we afraid of turning into master classes and losing the direct contact between the craftsmen and, and, and the students. Um, we have a festival coming up as well here called La Culture Ça Se Mange. So you eat, you eat what you are, you are what you eat uh, to, to, to question uh, what, what, what's the exact place of what we eat in what's cons- in what um, makes us as a society. And uh, we'd love to, to, to organize this like next year. Um, we have many, many things working up. We were in Paris this week for Sortons l'agriculture du salon, which is a, a like I said, an anti-salon de l'agriculture, uh, to, 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 which is dedicated to the alternative version of producing, consuming, transforming uh, the food. So we, the question is time, mm-hmm. mostly the question is time. But we get a lot of ideas and a lot of energy coming up for all the classes we've been uh, moving, uh, hosting. And where can people find all the information about what you're doing and different events that you're doing and also to sign up for the classes oh, we have a website mostly okay. called lagrangesavoirfaire.fr we are really active on, the, on networks as well as Instagram Facebook and so on uh, but mostly on, on, on our website or by phone or just by popping in uh, here on Radio Lagrange Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Guillaume, for talking. And I'll include all of that information in the show notes. So you can go on the website to find links to everything that Guillaume talked about. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you.
Thanks so much to Guillaume for telling us all about Le Grand Jeu Savoir-Faire. Thanks also to World Radio Paris for production assistance and airing the podcast. You can find more France-based English-language radio shows by visiting their website, worldradioparis.fr. Thanks as always to Ben Narrow, who wrote and performed our theme music, and who also made me coffee this morning. Most of all, thank you for listening, and tune in next time to the Perry Paysan Podcast.